Welcome to Podcasting for That Reasons, where ABC brought an episode. There wasn't a lot of drama. And we have some finale new analysis. Hey, friends. I'm Rinmardia. Oh, and my name is Brennan. Welcome back. Welcome back. We did not... There was an episode, but there wasn't really a whole lot of drama. No. Like, I think that everything that everything that happened happened the way that I imagined it to happen. And here's the deal. So I don't know if you guys listening experienced the great Hulu problem of yesterday. But this is by the time we were recording. Um, but I have never, I don't think I've ever missed a finale. I don't think I've ever missed a finale. And it's rare that I skip an episode and catch up on Hulu. But Tuesday night was the night of all freaking nights that I happened to miss this one. And I was like, you know what, though? It's fine. Because I'm off. Winter break has started. So um, I'm going to catch up on that on that Bachelorette game early morning, make my notes, and be ready to record. We're going to get this out the gate. Uh, what was it? Like 3 o'clock? I was like, dude, we've got a problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like... I'm like searching on Twitter to see if Hulu has any answers. And then they only, con- the only information I saw was they tweeted, they commented to one person's tweet saying that they're mm-hmm. working on it. Yeah. But I didn't see any, like, like, I didn't really see an announcement from Hulu itself. Mm-mm. I just kept seeing articles too that were saying like, um, cause I, I looked all over the internet to find different streaming, you know, mm-hmm. ABC, but I had to have my cable log in. I do not have cable. I looked. I I did all my research on YouTube clips, basically to piece together all of the things. But I also did have everything spoiled for me, like late Tuesday night, because I hopped on Instagram. And as soon as I got on Instagram, you know, and and you know, your iPhone gives you news updates anyway. So mm-hmm. iPhone definitely told me immediately. So I was like, that's fine. So, but hopefully, all of you by now you've listened and like myself, you have watched and you dive in with us. Tell us what you think. Brendan, what do you think about the outcome? Uh, there, it was, it was rough for a lot of it for me mm-hmm. because I could mm-hmm. see the writing on the wall, even though yeah. it hurt to see that writing. That writing started during last week's episode, I think. Yeah. And it was just harder to do it even more so this time. Uh, mm-hmm. So we start our episode. We have Caitlin alone. Caitlin lets us know that Tasha has been exposed to COVID in New York City and will not make it. And I think it made this better. Mm. Okay. I literally said this uh, to my mom. I was like, how do you feel about Caitlin? She was like, I'm glad those girls are going to be gone. Like that's what she always says or always responds is I'm just ready for Jesse Palmer. And I'm like, hang on, though. Hold up. I feel like Caitlyn, posting solo, did a good job. Everything everything that I looked at, even those who have been hypercritical of them together, mm-hmm. thought it was better alone. You can't... I don't know what they were thinking with two hosts, because two hosts is never better than one. No. It, you know, that energy, I guess that they were trying to create something of like, we're going to have fun. We're former bachelorettes. We're so, you know, we're so enthusiastic, you know? Yes, that is, that is usually fun. Um, but yeah, 
I think watching Caitlyn fly solo, it really did go a lot easier, a lot smoother. She was funny. Mm -hmm. She got her a little bit more time to shine. I think where I would have predicted originally, um, Tasha, to have shined like this, I think seeing Caitlyn, I think Caitlyn really kind of stole the show in the final hours of this. I I think that Caitlyn is definitely better at this. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're, they're obviously, like, they both have some abilities. Mm-hmm. I just think that in, genu- in general, it seems like Caitlyn is better. Yeah. And it's probably because Caitlyn has been hosting her podcast for a while, too. Mm-hmm. You know, Caitlyn... She, she does is, the live shows of the podcast. Yeah. And she's very... She just has a very outgoing personality. And Tasha does, too. But um, I think Caitlyn has more of a, a host-savvy kind mm-hmm. of... She's she's definitely growing into her own. And like, you know, she said she was kind of nervous. She was gonna miss Tasha. But I think it was it was a positive thing that she didn't have Tasha to lean on for humor to play yeah. mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. I, when I, I liked it. According to Nick, that's he also said that she said she was nervous when they texted on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he, when when Nick had heard that that Tasha wasn't going to be there, he reached out and said, "You're going to do great. Go kill it." And she's like, "I'm super nervous, but it was hard to tell." Uh What did you think of I'm going to skip a lot of the in-studio portions at least during the episode mm-hmm. because they were stupid. Uh mm-hmm. two things. Uh what did you think of the totally unnecessary flying out of Joe, Serena, Becca, and Thomas? Thought it was a complete waste of announcing their presence. Yes, they they did not provide anything. No, they didn't. They didn't talk. No, they literally just waved. They didn't even open and their mouths. They were like, they were like, oh, it's Bachelor Paradise royalty, and they were just like, hey, great. Like normally they do that it. thing where they like have them come out like on the couch to update them on how things yeah. are going. They didn't even do that. Mm-mm. And I thought of recently, I thought of um, when you, you were talking about how Becca basically got paid to do that Bachelor live on stage plug where it was like she was just casually there during the men tell all. Mm-hmm. It was just like, hey, guys, but like came in, did her thing and was like, deuces, y'all. I don't need to be here anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of like that. I honestly feel like they could have showed this, these couples on like during commercial break when they pan out. You know, and you would have been like, oh, there's Joe and Serena. They're there. Yeah. You know, or like, oh, look, there's um, Becca and Thomas. You know, it, it yeah. didn't need to be a satisfied thing at mm-hmm. all. And what did you think of, like, Twitter, like, kind of shaming them into making the people put on masks? Okay. I thought, I thought that was very interesting. I personally think that they should have read the room and by the room I mean the state of the world and already had people in masks you know um because Omicron Omicron is rearing her pretty little head you know she's she's out there she's alive she's well um and I think that just for the the appearance of safety I think that they should have had them it was very weird though I think it did it did um it did allow room for the show to feel a bit more interactive yeah you know and i just personally 
I didn't care one way or the other. Yeah. If every I mean, if it everyone bother me. I think that's the but... problem with just in general. Where like, mm-hmm. if the people in that building mm-hmm. are okay sitting there, knowing that they're vaccinated and tested negative, and they're comfortable sitting there without a mask, why do you care at home in Ohio whether or not someone in a studio in Los Angeles is wearing a mask? Yeah, no, that's very true. Um, like but I, I think you people people in a studio audience in LA should have no effect. On whether or not you and a Walmart in Minnesota are wearing your mask. Who cares? Like, either just live yeah. your life or don't. Like, shut up. I think that people probably noticed it more, though, when she was like, Tasha's not here because she was exposed to COVID. And then that probably, in people's minds, they're probably like, oh, yeah, we're still in the midst of a pandemic. Oh, wait. Why aren't y'all suiting up? All I know is that I didn't notice, nor did I care. I didn't notice until, like, literally, because I, yeah, when I was watching it, I literally paused and rewound it, and I was like, hang on, were they not wearing masks before? You know? Like, I I don't think... It didn't didn't occur to me. I don't think most people noticed until they said something. Yeah, if they hadn't been wearing masks after the commercial break, I would not have, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. No. I honestly would not have. Um, but I did appreciate, I did appreciate the, the, um, the safety of it. You know, the fact that they addressed it and they were like, Hey, you know, like you guys have been talking about on Twitter. So we've asked everybody to wear their mask, you know? And so, all right, cool. But yeah, it wouldn't have bothered me either way. I just, I just didn't really feel the need for, uh, Twitter to like bash him for it. If everyone was on the same page. Did you read any of the tweets? I saw very few, personally. Yeah, I like when I was looking back, I didn't see like a ton. <laughs> so I wonder, I wonder if they saw those few and they were like, "Oh man, maybe we should do." So like, I wonder exactly how many, how many tweets there were. I, the only tweet that I saw in the moment was from a reporter. So maybe it was just not necessarily a, a decent amount of people. It was just the right people, you know. If yeah, maybe. if something came along, if a few check marks came along with some mm-hmm. questions, yeah. And then they're just like, okay, well, obviously these these check mark people on Twitter mean something. So let's just yeah, they're verified. We need we need their approval. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, we. Uh, we're going to jump in real quick. Uh, we have Michelle's family. And we have the never mentioned nor named sister. Okay. I thought I missed something. I never saw her name. BBH. I thought I missed something. I was like, what is her name again? I, I just like, I don't know. I, they, I don't think she said anything to anybody. Yeah. I Well, she said something to you. Uh, was it Nate? I think. But like she was there. She <laughs> looks very much like their dad. Yeah. Like basically their dad's twin. <laughs> which which I don't think you ever as a daughter want to be your dad's twin. <laughs> I mean, there's some there's some people out there that like, oh my gosh, looks just like your dad. But like, you know, they're still like, you know, looking like a woman. But you're right. If somebody was like, you look just like your dad, I'd be like, like, if somebody was literally like, you're your dad, but you just like, if you put a wig on your dad, I'd be like, 
And for that reason, I'm out forever. Right. <laughs> you killed me. <laughs> so uh, they meet Brandon first, which was the the easiest cakewalk in the history of family mm-hmm. meetings because they yeah. already had met and loved Brandon. They adored Brandon. And he he's adorable. Oh, he's you know, the best. He comes in all like bright eyed, you know, really sweet and innocent, you know, and they basically they were like, uh, what was I think her dad said, um, you know, if if it's you, you know, we'll welcome you in our family. You know, we've got you've got our approval. You he, know? Yeah, he was like, saying welcome to the family already. Right. Like when he said that I was like, <laughs> like yeah. he was just like, Cool, you know, we'll take you in. Uh, so he brought flowers. Obviously, they always bring flowers, and then they also. Which I think is kind of lame. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really. It like would be flowers. lame if it didn't happen every time. Like if it was just like Brandon, yeah. like I'm going to choose to bring flowers. That would be like okay, bro, you're trying a little hard. But yeah. anytime anybody meets anybody's mother, flower yeah. a, a bouquet of flowers are always involved. Like it's just kind of like I don't know. I get it, but at the same time, like. We don't need this to happen. I wonder who the florist is. They need to like introduce us to the florist, like the rings or Neil Lane, like the florist. Who's a famous florist? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, so they chat for a little bit. Then uh, Ephraim goes ahead and takes Brandon aside, and like you said, uh, mm-hmm. it was like two old buddies hanging out on the porch. Mm-hmm. Ephraim was clearly excited, like he was like, "If this is the boy that my girl brings home." We're going to have so much fun. <laughs> I think Ephraim was already thinking, like, you know, his instead of hard eyes, he had, like, Christmas tree eyes. Like, I think he was like, holidays with this kid are going to be so great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, her mom says, I would be so happy if you're here in the end. I can see it in your eyes that you really love her. And then one of my favorite parts of the episode, he's she's hugging him goodbye. And I heard this in the episode. She said, good luck, honey. She like she like said it to Brandon. She said it to Brandon while he was giving her while she was giving him a hug when he left. Wow. She like basically that's like the hug and the whisper like good luck we're all rooting for you it's gonna be you don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he ha- he really did have no reason at watching this date I was like if I were him if I were in his shoes I would have been like. I listen, I've nailed it with the parents. You know, I've showed all of my emotions. I've showed all my cards. I've told exactly who I am. You know, the mom loves me. The dad loves me. I love the mom and dad. I love the daughter. I'm a shoe in for Christmas. I I think I literally would have been like, if I was Brandon, I would have been like, this is my family now. And like, like the guy in um, Captain Phillips, he's like, look at me. I'm the captain now. He's like, look at me. Look at me. You're my family now. <laughs> right. And 90 seasons out of 100, that would have been enough. Mm-hmm. And we cut to the next day. Uh, we're, do- we're doing the same thing over again the next day. Yeah. Uh, Nate says, I think it's going to go well. I'm not too worried about it. Maybe you should be. And then Michelle tells us that she needs her family's approval, which is obviously an inaccurate statement because she definitely did not get her family's approval. Is exactly what I thought when I heard that statement. I was like, "Girl, really? You need your family's approval, really?" What? What she like, meant I to say? I need my family's approval and everything else, but 
Never. What she meant to say was, I need him. I need them to not hate him with all of their soul. She's basically like, I need them to not see the red flags that I have been seeing over the course of the last weeks and then convince myself that they are non-existent. I need them to not see them. But they did see them. <laughs> sure did. Sure as heck did. They were all over that too. I really appreciated how her parents, they are very sweet and they seem very like innocent and very, um, like what's the, what's the description I'm looking for? It's not like leave it to beaver, but they seem like that family that would live like, you know, uh, your neighbors across the street that like bake you items whenever you move in, you know, yeah. they seem like those, that family that's very, very sweet, you know? Mm. Um, but I appreciate how that sweet family is also like, okay, boy, you're not ready for our daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they, they call sit, it out. They sit down. Ephraim is immediately saying that Nate has a different vibe and Brandon is a warmer person. Mm -hmm. uh, Brandon has already put a down payment on a house in Minneapolis that he's now desperately trying to get back. Well, Nate's not even <laughs> sure if he's willing to leave Texas. Right. Nate literally, like, yeah, when he's talking about the adventure and everything and how, oh, we got a bucket list and blah, blah, blah. But they're like, yeah, but... Michelle's already, she's always wanted to stay here. Like, this is what she wants to do. And he's like, uh, I mean, you know, yeah, I'm sure we'll figure it out. Yeah, but Michelle's already figured it out. Yes, he's, <laughs> um, Nate tells Ephraim that the logistics of their relationship haven't been worked out yet. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, that's right. So this is the only time that Angela talks to anybody. Yeah. Uh, she, and then when she asks the same question, are you willing to be moved to Minnesota? He says, the thing is about me, I'm all about the adventure. And that he hasn't given too much thought about uh, putting down roots. Yeah. Which is uh, not ideal. No. But it doesn't seem like he's he locked in. Given... He doesn't seem like he's locked into Austin either. So that's a good sign. Right. But it's like it's a good sign. But then it's kind of less of a good sign because then his lack of roots. It's like indicative of his lack of commitment. If I were if I were the mom or the sister or the dad for that matter, I'd probably be like, so he's not trying to he's trying to keep all of his options open when his main option is right in front of him. You know? And no, so I, I definitely he, see I definitely see how they would be upset by that. But yeah. I also just understand that he's just like, Look, I'm in my mid twenties. I'm working for a job. I don't have anything that's holding me anywhere, so I'm I'm mm -hmm. Just like whatever, like I think that's the difference between Zach and Tasha and then Michelle and Nate, where mm -hmm. Tasha was the one that really wasn't tied down and Zach was. Yeah, yeah. Where here it's Michelle's very tied down and Nate isn't. Yeah, I think that also, like when I was thinking about this while finishing this episode, I think that Nate, Nate's personality. And who Nate is not being specifically tied down, you know, looking for adventure. I could almost see him doing really well on Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, he's going to, if he were to make it, he would, he's going to murder it in Paradise. Like, he would have done really well in Paradise. Like, he would have been, I mean, obviously he's real cute, super tall, very adventurous, really laid back, you know. So, I think he would have thrived on the island. But with this, I'm like, 
you got to express a little bit more commitment. And plus, I'm, I, I mean, I, I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of smiles for sure. But Nate, I feel like smiles a lot when he's uncomfortable. And he like laughs a bit more when he's uncomfortable. And it was clear that he was uncomfortable during this hometown date. Are you, are you comparing it to Kamala Harris's nervous, I don't know what to say, cackle? Okay. Didn't know I am, but yes, I am. Because that's exactly what it <laughs> like, is, yeah. It is, yeah, because I mean, VP Harris, for sure, when she is boxed into a corner, lets out that laugh, her eyes get squinty, and like, it looks like it's a friendly sort of like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? But it's like, do you though? Yeah. Which we all have our tell. We all have our thing. This happens to be his. That the, happens to be hers. <laughs> the smile. Yeah, the smile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah th- we keep talking to, uh, we keep talking to Nate. Uh, Ephraim reminds us that Michelle's an eternal optimist. And then he gives a heavy sigh. Yeah, and yeah. says she's always thinking about what can go right and not what can go wrong. Yup. He's like, listen, I see it. For him, he's like, the writing's on the wall. Mm-mm. And I really think what they're doing is they're trying to give any kind of like, will they, won't they, mm-hmm. in this storyline. So, do you did you buy this? I I do believe that like even Nate mentioned this on after the final rose. Where his like his last few weeks he turned from a positive edit to a negative edit. Mm-hmm. And I think they're trying I to I mean he did, yeah. And it was just like out of nowhere. And I really think it was, okay, this dude is running away with this mm-hmm. because Joe's about to go home. Mm-hmm. And we have to pretend like there's something wrong with him. Yeah. And I there's mean... definitely something wrong with him, but I think that they <laughs> There's definitely something wrong with him. <laughs> but the producers do what the producers did best, do best. It's they amplify that wrong thing. Amplify the things that he does wrong and says wrong mm-hmm. and make all of Brandon's wrong answers go away. Mm-hmm. That's true. I wonder what wrong answers Brandon had. And I don't know if he in did. In edit, it seemed like none. And I don't know if they did, but they're just yeah. like, we have to do something because mm-hmm. if we let this go as it is, it's wraps. It's over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Basically, like uh, during Michelle's season with Matt, when you could see that it was going to be Rachel, you knew it was going to be Rachel. Everybody knew it was going to be Rachel. Now the outside things, what happened after, you know, that was like, ooh, didn't see that coming. Right. But when you're watching the edit of the show and everything's that's package, you're like, it's her. It's already she ran away with it. So. He, uh, we get our conversation with Michelle and Michelle between, sorry, with Michelle's mom and Nate, mm-hmm. uh, Michelle's mom. I, I'm not saying her name cause I'm not really sure exactly how to pronounce it. Is it LaVon? I think it's LaVon. Yeah. Okay. LaVon. That's how I was, that's how I was saying it in my brain. <laughs> okay. LaVon <laughs> asks, is Michelle the one for you? And then, uh, he says, yes. And then he means to say, I definitely don't take love for granted, but he does say, I definitely don't take love that seriously. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, well, and the mom is like, hang on a second. Ha ha. and slip. Don't marry my daughter. <laughs> right. And then she says, I'm still not sure that at the end of this, you'd be ready for an engagement. 
honestly, that's how I feel. You're not really, you're not real open with your emotions. You're saying them, but I'm not quite feeling them. That's the part where I notice how much he smiles. Yeah. Because the smile kind of seems like, and like I said, I get it. Like when, especially when he's nervous or he feels boxed into a corner, but the smile almost seems empty because the smile is kind of like, get, just get me out of this situation. I want to wrap it up. My thing is I ramble. Really? When I'm nervous, I just word vomit and hopefully mm-hmm. there's enough in there that overshadows yeah. what you are or are not uncomfortable with. Yeah. I think I do a combination of both. I ramble and I laugh. Like I do this like laugh at the end of everything and the laugh is supposed to wrap it to get me out. Yeah. You know, um, but it doesn't always do it. So. Uh, we we end this one. Uh, Michelle sends Nate home. They give an awkward hug. Sure did. And Nate yeah, feels she's great. Like, Can I have a young family hug? Get out of here. <laughs> uh, Nate feels like he that went okay. Michelle yeah. Michelle thinks that went disastrously. Uh, Michelle comes back in for a little family powwow where they try to convince her that Nate's not the best option. They're like, Nate sucks, girl. Go with option A. Um, Michelle asks LaVon if he thinks she, if she thinks he's ready for engagement, which is the second person she's had to ask if she thinks, if they think that he's ready. And it's mm-hmm. the same answer. To be honest, um, no, I wasn't really feeling that. I kind of expressed that. I just think that it's very interesting that she heard from a person who helped to raise him. Charles was like, girl, he ain't ready. <laughs> yeah. Charles was basically like, it was, it didn't even start out with like a, Hey, he's really great. You're blah, blah. It was like, basically, <laughs> basically Charles is like, hello, I'm Charles. I'm Nate's stepdad. Door shuts. He's not ready. <laughs> right. It's basically how the conversation went. Right. Yeah. It was like, touch the chase. He's not ready. So the fact that his someone who raised him tells you he's not ready, then your own family who raised you and knows you very well is like he's not ready. But yet she's like, mm, but maybe he is ready. Yeah, she 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 spends some time talking to us. She says maybe I am more into him because if I'm scared of losing him, and he's not scared of losing me, I deserve to yeah. be in a relationship where someone loves me as much as I love them. And then yeah. we. Uh, that's where we end meeting the family. Which at this point, if we were doing just this episode's scoreboard, mm-hmm. Brandon's up like 75 yeah. 10. Brandon is literally sitting in a room, like ready to just like walk out and be like, winner, winner. No, yeah. well, we're, we're at halftime and the starters have already been pulled. Like Brandon's yep. already on the bench. He's got a, he's got his street clothes on. Right, right. He's like, I got this. Like it's wrapped. It's our like just like how how much time on the clock? All right, let's get out of here. Yeah. What do you guys want to eat after this? Like, like you know, like he's already he's like, he's yeah. already running down the clock. Right, right. So yeah, I mean, as he should have. If I were Brandon, I would have thought the same thing. I would have been like, this is it. Yeah. I got this. Um. So Michelle, what we don't, what Brandon doesn't know is that Michelle gave Nate 50 more points before the episode started. 
So really, it's seventy-five, sixty-five. That is very true. Because she, like last week, she referred to him as her. Like she, he, she felt like he was her soulmate. Yeah. You know. Um. So by saying, by declaring or stamping that word on or near Nate's record, he already those are the points right there. If you say, I feel like this person is my soulmate, they're already like, Brandon had no idea. Yeah. So, so then yeah. we get, uh, we go to our final dates with each guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon and uh, Michelle jo- go jet skiing and then hang out at the beach and make out as as one does at the beach. Of course. What else are you going to do on the beach? <laughs> And then just we we just we just push through this. I really don't need it anymore. We get to the evening portion. He gives her a gift of the sweatshirt that they had their food fight in forty eight hours earlier. Right. It's like don't do you remember this, Michelle? It happened yesterday, Brandon. <laughs> and this like, is where I thought she was gonna break his heart. Oh, okay. I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing because if we remember Miss Young got her bro- her heart broken when she um presented those matching jerseys yes. to Matt and he was like ooh yeah okay girl so no <laughs> because she, she says I want to make sure you know where I'm at with everything I really am not falling in love and then heavy pause and at this point I'm watching it with my wife on Tuesday night. At this point, I'm just like, "Oh God, it's over. This yeah. is it." I didn't mm-hmm. want. To, I didn't want to watch this. You're I, already uncomfortable. You're like, "Turn I, it off. I'm going to bed." <laughs> and from that point, honestly, it was that point until nine o'clock Central Time that I was stressed to the point where I didn't really enjoy the proposal as much as I should have. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just like, "Oh God, this <laughs> you were is just it." Like, oh gosh. <laughs> but she says, "I Poor feel Brandon. like I'm already in love." And I feel like she had to because she'd already called Nate her soulmate last week. So she yeah. had to say that I'm in love with you. Yeah. And we'll talk about this uh, in a bit, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts behind her reason for saying this to him right there and her reason for saying it again later on. So we'll talk about it. But um, I think that, yeah, her saying... That, that pause, whoever told her to do that pause for dramatic effects, though, I'm like, so orchestrated. Because they wanted us to think that it was over, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we end the date there. We get to our second last date. Michelle oh, and such Nate. Such a typical date. As, as I said, as I say every season, and as I put on Twitter last night, it is not a season of The Bachelor or Bachelorette. With that a random and inconsequential, random mm-hmm. native, native religious ceremony, and it's always with the person who wins. Like that person is always like sort of struggling a little bit, and then they're like, "Oh, but we need to convince this person that this. We need to convince the audience that this person is the person." Yeah, you know, it's like audience get on board because it's about to wrap up, and whether you like it or not. This, you know, 
shaman or whatever, you know, whatever they have for whatever season is going to be like, hey, you're the one. But I appreciated this one and I appreciated his honesty of like, hey, you know, there's some blockage. You know, I'm like yeah. that. <laughs> and it was just. This, okay, I was uncomfortable during this date. Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah. And I think no matter how much I love or say I love the person I'm doing this with, I will never enjoy this. No. Because no. why would you? Unless this is like your beliefs. Mm-hmm. And even if you're just a spiritual person but not a religious person, mm-hmm. you're just like, this is just nonsense and literal smoke. Right. Literal, yeah, right. Literal smoke. And <laughs> so I was so uncomfortable during this day, though, because whenever Michelle says her piece and she's, you know, talking about all the things that she wants to get out of the way and everything to remove so that they can have a clean path together and yada, yada, yada. And then Nate does his and he starts talking and then he's like, oh, bro, hit me up a little bit more. Like, put some more on there. Right. <laughs> and it's like, okay. So he's, the shaman is like, okay, dude, I guess he puts a little too much on because now Nate can't see. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then he drops it. Right. He drops it and he's like, oh, man, sorry. Sorry, man. Sorry. Um, and then Nate says something which I, I can't remember exactly what it was it was like uh he wanted to remove the anxiety i think it was um oh i don't remember exactly what it was but i think it was like his the anxiety of like what's to come and stuff and he's like i want to remove that and um not be nervous about the future yada 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 some stuff that he thinks that um she wants to hear and then he's like is that okay was that it is that okay which made me so uncomfortable because it's clearly like he's like, is this am I am I operating according to the script? Am I saying the right thing? Is this what you want to hear, Michelle? <laughs> and I'm like, right. Nate. And she's like, I I mean, I don't know. What what do you want to say? And it's like, oh gosh, Nate. Oh gosh. Just say what's on your mind. Don't try to figure out what she wants you to say. Cause that's where couples break up. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was super uncomfortable all the way around and it was just I, like I said it's before I wouldn't have been able to to do that mm-hmm. because I mean we we are of the same religious beliefs and I think all of that mm-hmm. is literal smoke like it's just nonsense like it doesn't mm-hmm. mean anything it doesn't mean anything to Michelle either so I just don't know why the leads pretend like it does right right like it's just for show it's mm-hmm. literally just for show and dramatic effect of just being like is this person on board like ooh, what if the shaman has a weird signal or what if he gets reads a weird sign or something and then well, there's like doubt in the relationship he's already anxious and scared and nervous and feels like he's not in a good place mm-hmm. with michelle and then you combine that with a ridiculous religious ceremony where he's supposed to be cleansing things with some sage smoke. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this doesn't mean anything. Now all I know is that she knows how nervous and anxious and scared yeah. I am. So now that makes me more nervous and anxious because not only am I those things, but now she knows it's, that I'm those things. Right. And plus it was weird because you could tell how shifty her eyes were getting mm-hmm. that she's like, what is Nate 
what is he doing right now? Right. Like, what is he, what's the vibe of this? She says, I can see he's putting an effort, but during the ritual, I don't feel like I was getting enough from Nate. He's very uneasy today. And then that believes that there's a red flag with Nate. And my thought is, which red flag are you worried about? Because I've got a few I'd like to talk to you about. (laughs) Right, right. The shaman should have just been like, here's a string of red flags to depart with. Like, it's like they're lays, you know? Right. Just like a lay of red flags. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Michelle. Oh, Michelle. And I think this is, if this conversation that they're about to have had gone poorly, he would have lost. Yeah. Yeah. But because it went okay, that was enough for her. That's what is annoying to me. Because that is one conversation in which he said what you wanted him to say. And you're like, that's enough. That's exactly what I was looking for. I'm like, how can you base a life decision on one conversation? And you, him, he, it was like he finally figured out the cheat code. And, you know, then he was like, here's, here's what I'm supposed to say. And here's how I'm supposed to express it. And then Michelle was like, that's what I was looking for. Hurrah. Okay. Right. Uh, she she kind of says that her conversation with she talks about the conversation she had with her mom, making her feel uneasy, and he says that he's madly in love and he's scared as hell, and if she would end things, I know that's not a profound way to explain it, but it would suck. <laughs> when he said that, I was like, well, I mean, at least you're real, bro. Yeah. At least you're real. That would suck. Yes, and then this is when I knew it was over, over, because she starts crying and say, this is what I wanted. You wanted yeah. to say it would suck if they broke up? Exactly. Like, I, I'm literally like, Michelle. Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. Miss Young, teacher of all teachers. You know, you're the wise teacher of the year. Um, what? In five minutes, he just said what you wanted him to say one time. And you're like... All of my worries have dissipated. Yeah, he he wonders to us if what if his showing of emotion is too late. So he decides, even if it's too late, I'm just going to pour out so much emotion that maybe she's overwhelmed and says, yeah. all I do is think about life with you as crazy as it is to get down on one knee. I am more than ready to do that with you. My heart is telling me this is my person. I hate the overuse of the phrase my person. Yeah. This season with Michelle, they really have overused that. And it's insanely annoying. And I blame Grey's Anatomy. Oh, for sure. Grey's Anatomy 20 years ago. Right. Grey's Anatomy is like, what? We said that in season one or whenever. And y'all are, it's, it's y'all. You're the one who's doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Brandon decides that he needs a Hail Mary before proposal mm-hmm. day. And gets together with a producer to write a letter for Michelle. Because he may, he, may have, he may have said those things, but someone else wrote them down. Right, right. Like, come on. Uh, he says, a world without you is a world I fear to face. Fear. The kind of love where I will always place your happiness above mine. He says, I will love you forever. And then 
just re- reaffirming that she's already broken up with him in her mind. Mm-hmm. She says, tomorrow is going to be the hardest decision I've ever made. Mm-hmm. AKA, tomorrow yeah. is going to be really hard because I have to break the super nice guy's heart who loves me so mm-hmm. much. Because she, she had said something like, I already know who's going home. Yeah. Like, so girl got that letter and was like, that's nice. Hope you have fun writing it to other pen pals. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the next oh, day, man. Neil Lane has arrived in Mexico. He's sitting they down with boys. They need to give boys. Neil so much more screen time than what they do. So many more lines. Neil, Neil Lane is great. Right. I love Neil Lane. He, he, is at, he is at this point the most consistent part of this franchise. Exactly. Like, he's edged out Chris Harrison. Yeah. They should have made Neil Lane the new host. <laughs> and my favorite part of this this whole Neil Lane thing is I used to think that this was a ripoff for the show. I mean, for Neil Lane. Yeah. This is yeah. a ripoff for the show. Yeah. Because <laughs> no one makes it two years to keep the ring. Right. So Neil Lane's rings make it every season and he always gets them back. Right. Neil is like, and I'll take that back. I'll take that back. Oh, wait. Oh, you're saying so-and-so broke out? Okay, I'll get that back. Yeah. He basically is like, the warranty's like two years. Don't worry. It'll last last. <laughs> he, he comes every December to pick up the the four rings that he gave it. He gave out throughout the year. He's like, all right, this is Clay. Okay, so this was, uh, okay, that was uh, Matt's ring. I'll take that back. Uh, I will take Katie's ring back while I'm here. Uh-huh. Uh, the, Bachelor, the Bachelor in Paradise couples are still together, surprisingly. I'll just pick right. those up and I'll I'll pick them up in next December's orders. He's like, I'll circle back. <laughs> I'll come. I'll, I'll see you in a few. Weeks. As he's going down the ledger, Bachelor Bachelor Paradise twenty twenty one. Okay, I'll circle back in six months. <laughs> I'll see you in a few months. We'll revisit Tasia. this. <laughs> he shows up to Rob. He, he's like, all right, Rob. I'll see. I'll see you around Thanksgiving. <laughs> They're like, Dang. but you're right though. New Lane is like, listen, I get this free promo here. I get this free press. I show up. I'm all leisurely. I'm cool. I'm a voice of wisdom for a second. I'm like, you got that one? Oh, this one. <laughs> Have you seen these rings, though? Neil Lane, his name, boom. His face, boom. And yeah, everybody was breaking up. So Neil's like, thanks. Thanks for my merchandise back. And okay. also, side note about rings in general. If you don't go with the princess cut, you're a freaking fool. Princess cut is clearly the ideal cut of diamond. That princess cut, though, for sure. The princess sure. cut is legit. Yep. Every, yeah, everyone goes no, with the oval. I'm just like, nah, princess cut is where's that? Come on now. The, 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 the glean is better with a princess cut. <laughs> you're right, though. You're right, though. Neil is the real winner. He's the real winner. 100% he's the real winner. <laughs> uh, so they pick out their rings. They go and do, they all do their final B-roll of staring off into the distance. Uh, some clothed more than others. And then they put on their fancy suits. And you can yeah. tell by the look on Caitlin's face when Brandon got out of that SUV that she's like holding back the tears. Right, because Caitlin said, I'm too soft for this. Like, when she's hosting, she's like, I'm too soft for this. I'm an empathetic person. You know, she's like, oh, man. And she's like, when you 
when you walked up there, you were like, my life is about to change. And she was like, no, it's not. <laughs> she didn't say that aloud, but I know, I know Caitlin was like, your life is about to change because you're about to like throw yourself off that cliff up there. <laughs> because like, there's a difference between, and I think this is where it comes down to the difference between Chris and a Caitlin or a Tasha, where mm-hmm. Caitlin's had her heart broken in that scenario. Yeah, yeah. She definitely has. She knows what that is like right there. She knows what it is like for someone else to have their heart broken too. And she just has so she's to watch both ends. She just has them. to watch him with that giant smile on his face. Knowing that's full- why, like, he's adorable. He looks like he's going to prom. And she knows that he's about to walk down those stairs and come back up those stairs a totally broken person. Yeah. It's like the face of someone, you know, a child going off into the world and you're like, you're about to get shattered. Right. <laughs> Have fun. Right. Uh, <laughs> you're going to grow so you're going to grow and learn so much from this experience. <laughs> he gets out of the white suburban, goes down the stairs, and I'm just like, I I'd already knew when he known when he got out first that it was already over. Exactly. But it also is always that. But also when she hugged him. Mhm. And she had just the most desperate look of despair on her face. Because mm-hmm. she always does this thing, like like he tells her later, it's her eyes. Her eyes give her way. But then also, she just always like takes this deep breath. Like it's like she's nervous, but then you're like, mm, now she's about to do something. That's her tell. Like she's like, what I don't get though, why let them go on their full proposal? Why let them tell everything? I, I think this was something that Nick Vile has said a hundred times on his podcast. Yeah. Where he's, no, where he says the person's best moment of their entire time on the franchise is their breakup. And Michelle knows mm-hmm. that how, Michelle and the producers know how important it is for the breakup to go well for the person who's being broken up with. Mm-hmm. And the heartbreak is what is their best moment. So that's why they let them do it because they know it hurts in the moment, but in the long run, it's better for their time on the show. It's so cruel. It really is. Oh yeah. It's horribly cruel. But I, because and, I remember Nick Vile when he proposed to Caitlin and I will never forget when he got, he was about to get down on one beat. You've seen this. Proposal, yes. I've right? seen it. Oh, that, that's right. Cause of, of the goat seasons. Um, heartbreaking but, he, but yes he was yeah he was about to get down on one knee he had finished his proposal and she's like stop he's like wait what you know and so but he says to her something like I will never get that back like proposing to someone right my first like first proposal but hopefully the last proposal you know like it's never anybody's goal to be like I've been engaged six times but like you know he's like I will never have that moment back and I was like oh my gosh he's right so every time I see this done and as much as I complain about Nick Vile and his history uh I think about him every time that this is done and he said he was talking about that that whole end of the season with Caitlin on the show this week and he Mm -hmm. was talking to some he was talking to his guests and he was like I told her a hundred times as soon as you know it's not me please let me go i don't need the tv Mm -hmm. time i don't need the star time 
I'm only here for you. When I'm done, let me go. Yeah. And he said he didn't understand at the time and he was frustrated at the moment. But he, what he didn't realize then was that he was, she was doing him a huge favor, keeping him there. Mm-hmm. Because it was the whole time, like he didn't know this at the time, but this whole time he was reversing his edit. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean that's true. That the, is the, true. That that the, that heartbreak was like when people started to turn the tide on Nick. That is true. And that and that led him some... to being able to be the bachelor. Yeah, there was a the way that that ended, and then the way that Caitlin and Sean went about talking about Nick. I remember that being the moment where I was like, "That's mean, though," you know? Yeah. Um, because obviously they weren't friends for a bit. You know, now they're friends, but like they, that wasn't a good breakup, really. No. <laughs> you know? Um, and so, <laughs> um, yeah, you're right, though. That really was the turning, the tides turned for Nick. I was very, still very apprehensive of him, but the world was ready for, ready for some Nick Vile Bachelor. And he said this also. That the moment that we're about to have with Brenda Brandon, where he's like unconsolable sobbing, yeah, he had that with Andy. It just didn't. He there wasn't cameras on him at the time. Oh, so he had his like breakdown uh-huh. after Andy let him go, but there wasn't oh. cameras on him at the time, which is why I, which I think would have affected his edit at the time as well. It would. It would have, because we would have thought, oh, wow, he is a sensitive person. He's not just an a-hole. Because during Andy season, he was very much the a-hole. So I think I think that would have really changed things if his, like, Brandon-level breakdown had been yeah. on camera. But, of course, they showed Brandon's breakdown, because Brandon has been the sweet boy the entire yeah. time. They wanted us to think that he was sweet. Because he is. Mm. He Oh, yeah, yeah. There he is. So but they yeah, wanted he, us to keep up with the consistency of liking him. With Nick, they weren't trying to make us like him. Yeah. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he goes through his whole speech. Um, Michelle stops him and basically says, uh, she says, I meant what I said with loving you. I promised myself that I would continue to follow my heart. And it's not that I don't love you, because I do. It's just that my heart is pushing me in a different direction. And it hurts so much, because you are this unbelievable person. You will truly, you truly will always have a piece of my heart. When she let out that butt, though, and he's like, uh. <laughs> Like, he was basically that Chrissy Teigen um, gif, or gif, whenever she's, like, sitting there at the awards and we're like. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was Brandon in that moment. But. He, they sob in each other's arms for a while. He goes up the stairs, and this is when I, like, broke all over again, was when he looked back at her, started crying even harder, and then kept going up the steps. Yeah. My my mom was like, did you see those faces that he makes when he cries, though? Oof, that's rough. I was like, ah, he's heartbroken. She was like, yeah, but those cry faces, though. Then he proceeds to chuck the ring into the sand. Okay, so she and I talked about this. We didn't know if it was the ring. We didn't know if it was the ring or not. So I, th- I think, one, th- I think like, in the moment, 
Yeah. In the moment, I think it was because he was just like he wasn't really focused on the show aspect. But if if it had been planned, the best thing would have been due to throw the box and the ring just not be in the box. Yeah. Because the boxes are like $2. You throw that ring, though. And Neil Lane is like, (laughs) Neil Lane is like, I was coming back for that. (laughs) Yeah. Another podcast that I was listening to today joked that uh, Caitlin got that picture of him on the beach because he was taking a break from searching for the ring. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, listen, like Neil, Neil was probably like, Brandon, I'm so sorry that that didn't work out for you. I'm so sorry. I am also sorry that I'm going to have to break both of your knees if you don't find that ring. Right. Capiche? All right. See you at sundown. <laughs> right. So um, Michelle pulls herself together. They clean up her makeup. She gets back on the platform. And... No, you just brought up an interesting thing, though. Her makeup. What did you think about it at this moment? Wasn't her best look. Oh. Michelle Michelle is very good at mm-hmm. the natural look, and I think mm-hmm. there are girls who look better natural than they do with like dolled up makeup. Yeah, the eyeshadow. I couldn't figure the out the eyeshadow. The, the eyeshadow was the problem. The but eyebrows like the were eyebrows, bad too. Yeah, the eyebrows were very bold, and the eyeshadow was so high up it went into the eyebrows that it was too dark it was all too dark it what's crazy is that this was maybe the worst she looked yeah yeah i literally thought even including the best day of her show she's supposed to look the you know they're supposed to work and make her the prettiest yeah she looked the worst on this day even including the dress which i was not a fan of Mm -hmm. yeah the cutout the cutout dress from the day or two before mm-hmm. was one of my favorite things that she'd worn where it was like this mm-hmm. with the side cut out and it was like kind of slitted yeah. that mm-hmm. she looked she looked really great then but this this whole look was just not I was me. not here for it no but yeah and, I wanted to get your thoughts on that though it wasn't it wasn't great it wasn't great uh so now Nate is up there Nate says I want to ru- run away with you I run I want to run away to forever with the woman I've come to love this amazingly crazy wow kind of love. Uh, he says he's he goes on to put say that he's gonna put her first today, tomorrow, and for the rest of our lives. And uh, he says, and then she says, at the end, I wanted to be standing in front of my soulmate, and he is definitely standing right in front of me. And then that's what she says, like to end her little speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what Twitter looked like, but when I was looking at Instagram and Facebook, people were definitely like, no, girl. You chose wrong. No, girl. Twitter was very conflicted. Because <coughs> there was yeah. a combination of those people and a combination of... uh. Michelle's choices or her choices just let her be. And there was a couple of the, which I thought was like way too soon, but their cover was like, oh, she deserves this terrible breakup. I'm like, hey, yeah. bro, chill out. 
Like I, she's obviously, she's probably, she might get it. (laughs) Yeah. But like, you don't, I mean, you, you did, uh, very, very emotionally, um, confront me before I told you, before we hit record on this episode, when I said, I give them until February of 2022. And you said, how dare you? Look, I do. (laughs) I, I think to this day. The only couple I've actively wanted to be unsuccessful is Claire and Dale, which they were. <laughs> <laughs> right. And rooted against them. Ro- so actively hard. rooted against them. Yeah. May have said some <laughs> prayers to the Lord above about it. <laughs> yeah. That's the only that's the only couple I've actively rooted against. Yes. Some of them were broken up before I could even actively root against them. True, true. Like Hannah and Jed. Yeah, oh, man. Or Peter and Hannah Ann, or Peter and Madison. They were already, they were already separated before I had the ability to root against them. So I don't know what could have gotten, what would have happened if I had had the ability to. (laughs) Right, just demolish. (laughs) Right. That's some some true Bachelor Nation power you would have wielded. (laughs) Yeah, but, uh. Yeah, and then because they're in Mexico, they have to finish up the proposal with a mariachi band. I love that she was like, "Did you know this? Did you know about this? Did you do this?" And he's like, "No, but yes." Like he's just so about the vibe. Yeah. Uh, now we head back to the studio. So we can see Caitlin's hosting duties on full display. Uh, she brings Brandon out. And the whole group of producers and Caitlin and Rob Mills and everybody very upset about how okay Brandon is doing. He was so like his answers, like in that moment when he said, um, so Caitlin asked and, and this is, she was, she did her best Chris Harrison. I think when she was like, do you still love Michelle? You know, and he's like, well, I think that I will always, he said, I will always love her, but it would be disrespectful for me to continue to love her the way that I, I did. And I wish them nothing but the best. And I was like, I said all throughout this season that Nate, or not Nate, um, Brandon is the baby. Look at him. He's like, he belongs in a cradle. You know, he's just adorable, but like too young. That was the most mature answer I think I heard all season. The most like mature moment, answer from grew up before my eyes. <laughs> the most mature answer we'd seen maybe in any season. Yeah. Where he's like, yeah, I'll always care about her, but I will do, I will do, I will in no way attempt to disrespect their relationship mm-hmm. by loving her in the romantic way that I did. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. Brandon. Right. When he dropped that, I was like, Tom's <laughs> a maturity right there. Okay. He said he's doing good. Says, I'm so thankful for my support system, my family, some of the guys from the show, Will mm-hmm. and Daniel. I had no idea and still don't know who Daniel is. There's a Daniel. Apparently. <laughs> and they're for helping me out, getting me through it, lifting me up. I'm doing good. We obviously know who Will is. Because Will yeah. was my one of my favorite people from the season. Yeah. Yeah. No idea who Daniel is. Nor do I care enough to look it up. Was he even at the uh, the Mentello? I don't remember Daniel being there. No, I don't know who that is in any way. Wow. 
but yeah, he's he has said he's doing good. My favorite was when he was saying, uh, oh, this might have been when when he talks to Michelle, but he talks about her family. And yeah. he's like, I miss your parents. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get the uh, the incredible picture of Brandon sitting on the log in the distance in front of the waves <laughs> as he's contemplating his now broken heart. Like, good job, Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. I just imagine her being so sad and just being like, look at Brandon out there. Quick. <laughs> uh, at this point, Michelle comes out. They look like they're the happy couple and matching colors. Okay, right? I was very, I was like, did they know? Did they know this? Because Nate and her matched earlier. Yeah. Or not earlier, but later on you see Nate. Mm-hmm. But did they know that Brandon was going to be like, oh, look, I too could have been your soulmate because I put this on before I left the house and you didn't know what I was going to show up in. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what I heard on a podcast suggested that that skin tone is phenomenal in wine. Yeah, it's very true. I have wine blazers and wine pants. So I think true. it's really just they both know what they look incredible in. Yeah. And they're just like, it just happened to be because they're basically the same skin tone. Yeah. Yeah. What they both look incredible in. And why yeah, they also no, is in that No later. joke. No joke. That is like a favorite of mine. <laughs> and that's why so. Nate looks incredible in it later because they mm-hmm. all basically skin tone wise, they look similar. Yeah. No, that's very true. I can vouch for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Brandon, he's doing well. He, and then he talks to he talks to her, and and they, I like how he converses with her, but then he he kind of added in his questions for her. Yeah, you know, like he seemed like it was like, oh, it's so good to see you. Things are going well. I'm so glad for you. Um, I was a little confused as to why you were questioning and why you didn't really pick me. You picked me who confused you the entire time, but I told you repeatedly where I was coming from and I was emotion. Like I showed you my emotions. I told you my, my feelings, but you kept having to question Nate, but I digress. I wish you all the best. Right. <laughs> uh, she says, my decision to share that I was in love with you. Wasn't, I wasn't sharing that because I had already made a decision. It's not easy thing to be in that position. I wanted to complete, be completely honest with you, with where I was at and that I was, in love with you. What do you think about that answer? I think she's heading off concerns that she knows people are going to have. Mm-hmm. Because I a little don't like that. I a little don't like it either, but it's also since since your boy Ben put did, two girls on blast. He set a dangerous precedent. He, from then on, you almost have to be like, look, I was in the moment. Uh-huh. I did love you and I also love them. And I just eventually, even though I'm in love with both of you, have to choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, since Ben Higgins, people have found themselves like the freedom to say, I love you too. Before Ben, people like withheld that. They didn't tell the, either person mm-hmm. that they loved them until they got to that quote-unquote altar on the beach or wherever um and then ben freaking tells jojo um and he tells uh who else was it lauren Lauren. yeah yeah jojo and lauren he told them both and then it was like i remember i remember when that happened i was like wait a second he said what 
did not know that he was going to change the trajectory of I love you's seasons to come. Yeah. Uh, at the end, Brandon says, honestly, I thank you because I've never been that vulnerable in a relationship in my entire life. To me, it was so hard watching because I was truly in love with you. And at the end of the day, I do wish you the best. Uh, mm. Brandon will be, if he's still okay and obviously not taken by then, he will be Paradise's catch of the century. Oh my gosh, yeah. He would be really cute with somebody really sweet. I don't know who yet. I have to think about it. Look, we already talked about this. Did we? We talked about this. He's dating Bree. Oh, yeah. See, I don't really feel that, though. If Serena P. hadn't ended up with love of my Bachelor Nation life, Joe, I would have been like, Serena, like, like be really well, sweet but, with him. Like, you have, you can't. That would never work. Serena and, and Brandon? No, you can't have two people that are the same person. You have to have uh, some yin and yang. That's why she picked Nate. Because Nate is the a little bit is enough of an opposite of her uh-huh. that it works, but enough like her. And yeah. just like like some of their like things that it works out. I think Brie would provide the edge to Brandon that Brandon seems to need. See, but I don't even think Brie seems edgy to me at all. I think she has some edge. She seems very like low energy. <laughs> I think like, she's got she some edge. She just seems very chill. I don't know. I think yeah. she's got some edge. Yeah, maybe. But I, I keep forgetting about this though that he's dating Brie allegedly. I mean, well, this is based on nothing. I know nothing. I've seen nothing. <laughs> But obviously, I will continue to talk about this till Kingdom Come if he at any point is seen out with Brie. <laughs> but yeah, I think that he, yeah, I think he will thrive in Paradise. He will be the king of Paradise that like we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. He's adorable, and I hope that he does not lose his adorability. Like I, I hope uh, that as well. Brand, or, uh, Brendan. Brendan was like sincere. He was seen as nice and quiet on Tasha's season. And then, man, did that reputation plummet, just like Blake yeah. from uh, Becca's season. I don't, I don't know if I see that happening. No, I hope not. I hope not. But Brendan really threw me for a loop last, last season on the beach. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. R.I.P. Uh, to that reputation, because it ain't bouncing back. R.I.P., for sure. Uh, we bring Nate out, who is in a similar tone, but a slightly darker wine. Yeah. Nate, okay, I don't know about you, but I thought that Nate seemed, Nate seemed a little bit more, he seemed so much more loose. They both During did. this interview. They both yeah. did. Like, Michelle did not do funnier. that. She didn't do that, like, slow carefully thinking about every word that comes out of my mouth yes that all the time that's her and that's what i meant whenever i would be like michelle is she a little bit boring (laughs) it's because she was thinking about everything that she Mm -hmm. said which is why i would be an incredible bachelor because i don't always (laughs) think before i speak i just speak and that would be terrible for the season but incredible television 
the viewership would go through through the, the roof like ratings nobody has ever seen before because they'd be like have you seen this guy he like doesn't even think he says stuff and then he looks at the camera like an awful <laughs> style and is like oh shoot <laughs> absolutely uh we we michelle tells us that she first realized that nate was special on the basketball date which is where i thought that he shined the least because that right, man because joe had that like right well also i saw him do a right-handed layup on the left side of the basket get <laughs> out of here with that crap <laughs> like come on now man everyone knows shut it down <laughs> everyone knows that you go outside hand on the layup no matter what side of the basket you are on if you can't dribble with both sides competently for a layup, then you're just not a baller. <laughs> As Jamie said, maybe this is like the fulfillment of Jamie's prophecy that Michelle was seen out with a light-skinned baller. <laughs> well, Nate is not one. Right? <laughs> this is the fulfillment of the ironic prophecy. <laughs> the ironic prophecy that he definitely made up because he heard a Joe played basketball. Right. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, I can't even handle this. Uh, he said that he started falling in love with her on their one-on-one date. He said, I am literally yeah. witnessing myself fall in love. I couldn't believe it. I laughed when he said that. Like, I'm witnessing myself fall in love. I'm like, like you had like an outer body experience where you're like, bro, Right, he's watching bro. the date from above. <laughs> right, it's like, bro, you falling in love. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they both seem very, very light in this interview and Nate was very open to all things um yeah like he's just like let's get the show on the road let's like look at some houses Zillow's sending a ton of emails you know like this is this is it we're gonna move forward yeah uh, uh, he's moving to he's moving to Michigan we we um, get a conversation with Levon Levon and Ephraim who mm-hmm. Levon lets us know that she watched through the episodes and texted the whole time with Nate's mom, Leanna. Which is hilarious. Right. The fact I'm that they both watched with friend groups and then watch, we watched the next day with each other and debriefed and shared notes. Like, if my mom was watching me on TV and then talking to my fiance's mom and note taking, I'd be like, Mom, can you please stop? Can you not? <laughs> That's too di- too much dissecting in my life. Yeah, and then we get uh, they bring out a little gingerbread house yeah. for Nate and Michelle with a check for a, a sizable yeah. amount of money. A down payment on their first house. Have you seen this happen? This before? has never happened before. That's like I literally I asked my mom about this. I was like, have you ever seen this happen? Because she watched even before I I came back to it. I was like, has this ever happened? She was like, no, I've never seen this happen. Bachelor Nation is literally investing in its first couple. And like, maybe they, and maybe they realized that a financial investment of a financial investment was required to help ease the ease the transition. And if that's what maybe. they're going for. Then I'm just like, finally, you're doing something to make it seem like you care if these people are successful. That's what I was thinking, too. So it's like the fact that you are trying to help them is great, you know? And it, I right. mean, it didn't sound like they like needed too much help. But, like, you know, the fact that they wanted to gift this to them because they care about their the stability of their lives as a couple is very – that's very kind. Now, could can it be – 
double-edged where it's like, wow, here's this money to contribute towards your life. But then also maybe they're like, if we give you this money, you are less likely to break up next year. <laughs> and like, it, obviously they're not doing it out of the goodness of their hearts. No. <laughs> but if they're doing, if they're doing anything to suggest that they care at all about these couples, mm-hmm successful relationship then that shows a divergence from the status quo which is okay you're off tv hopefully you figure it out good luck have fun on your people magazine cover oh the paparazzi is gonna get you and then oh the lights are out um camera lights are off good luck getting to know each other yeah you know yeah so if they're they're doing anything besides these happy couple weekends between being able to know that they're with somebody mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. they're doing anything then that's a that's a step in the right direction for them yeah yeah so i think that's i think i thought that was pretty pretty nice i think it also show it, it might be indicative of the changing of the guard too you know um like we had chris harrison being an executive producer whoever else you know, used to be in charge maybe, but now we know that some things have, there's been some shifting of gears, mm-hmm. you know? So it could be also that a little bit of the changing of the guard. And they were like, Hey, how can we invest in our couples? How can we help out more? Like you said, not as good as other heart because this franchise is a machine and it is a business, but you know, I like it though. Yeah. Uh, so then we okay the only confusion i had with this whole thing is i thought they said 20,000 was it 200,000 um let me see actually let me look this up because i don't remember i thought it was 20,000 too but i thought a podcast i had heard they said 200,000 and that's a ridiculous amount of money so uh, while you're looking at it, I'll keep going. Uh, they oh, 200k. That's not a down payment on a house. That's a house. That's a house. <laughs> and if you th- that, so, if they're thinking that's a down payment, what kind of house did they think that they were gonna get? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. No, we have to remember that Michelle obviously was a fan of the lake, uh-huh. and Nate does his fair share of paddle boarding. Maybe oh, it's yeah, for a beach they house. Yeah, because they always went on their water date. So. Maybe this is just for a beach house, like a like a like a like a lake house. So they're gonna just move into they're gonna move into Michelle's house, which is probably perfectly fine for two people who have no kids. Yeah, and they'll use that two hundred k for a lake house. I love. I just love the fact that both of us were like, "That is not a down payment. That is a house." Because for sure, twenty thousand down payment, like basic down payment. Got it. But yeah, two hundred. That is, yeah, that's a house. Because in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. I doubt there's a lot of half million dollar homes, which is what it would right. be a pretty sizable down payment on. Right. I feel like it's probably akin to here. You know? I would think so too. It's probably yeah. a a good sized city where there's very nice neighborhoods mm-hmm. where the upper limit is 400K. Yeah. On the yeah. best houses in the neighborhood, um, in the city. <laughs> so even I just if, love how our, our brains like auto-corrected 
incorrectly to 20,000. Like our brains were like, surely they're not getting two, uh, 200. It's got to be 20. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we kind of let them go. Uh, Clayton comes out. And oh, we Clayton. do mean tweets with Clayton. I'm glad that they address the thing, the, like Caitlin said, the elephant in the room. Yeah. The things that we were all thinking and saying behind Clayton's back. <laughs> the first one says, roses are red, violets are blue, Clayton is the bachelor, and I just puked in my mouth. Hashtag, <laughs> I can still taste it. But he's like, if you're going to tell me, it's got to rhyme. He's like, all right. Yeah, and they, they did their best to... Uh, swayed some fears and at this point in my attempt to avoid what seems to be the super tease of all super teases i turned off again i will not walk be watching these previews as as long as they're giving us an incredible and unnecessary amount of information i'm still yeah i'm still weirded out like i watched it again you turned it off again i watched it again and i was still weirded out unless they edited it in a way to trick me into thinking I knew who made it to what and who he was saying things to. I don't understand why they would be showing us this. But then again, they leaked it that Clayton was The Bachelor super early on. Mm -hmm. So maybe they're just doing things different. I don't know. Like maybe they're like, if we tell you parts of the story, you know, um, and you things that you used to feel like would get ruined and you wanted to be surprised, you'll still stick around. I don't know what kind of experiment they're doing. I don't know, but I'm just not going to participate. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do my best this season to see if I enjoy the episodes more and the season mm-hmm. more without teasers. I'm going to do my best to mm. skip teasers this season. Okay. Which is going to be hard because I like the end credit funnies. Yeah. I love the I love the teasers. So I just, I think, I think it's affecting on my, it's affecting my ability to like stay in the moment. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. I agree with that. So So I might give that a shot. Uh, You obviously said that, I don't know if you were joking or not, but you believe that they're going to be, they're going to be broken up with before Clayton season ends. Wasn't joking. I do. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's. (laughs) That's harsh. I'm doubling down. <laughs> uh, I don't think they're going to make it, but I'm going to, I'm going to tentatively say late summer. Mm, okay. And then, if Brandon does not find the love of his life in paradise, he who has already moved next door to Levon and Ephraim <laughs> will start being at Sunday dinners immediately after they break up. Right. And they'll be married by the end of 2023. Right. Or or he'll just take her parents. That's true. And he's like, no, they've legally adopted me now. So now I'm your brother. And it's weird. But you lost me as a romantic option. You gained me as a brother. This is your curse in life. <laughs> Have you slept with your brother? Yes. Yes. Were we brothers at the time? No. <laughs> Is it still weird? <laughs> a little. Yes. But you did, 100%. in fact, you did sleep with your brother. 100%. <laughs> that's what that's what he meant by, um, 
I wish them nothing but the best. He's like planning all of his revenge. Like he's, it's actually like some sort of weird, crazy theme in a movie, you know, where she's like, yeah. you guys still talk to Brandon? They're like, he was over last night. He's over all of the time. We've adopted him. And he's like, mm, Michelle, thought you got rid of me? I'm your brother. <laughs> he ends up just, he just ends up marrying Angela. Right, right. And he like he takes her inheritance, like he's actually just taking everything, like everything from her life. That's yeah, that is that's a creepy horror movie. That's a creepy horror movie. All right, uh, let's finish up here. Uh, Clayton season starts the third. Uh, I work almost every day next week. We are not recording next week. We will see you yeah. all the week of the third. Probably have the episode out. Hopefully the fifth. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna. Really lean in the fact that this is our Midwest boy. He's from our state. We we will have some things in common with this young man. Yes. What? We're going to have some things in common with him. Oh, yes. Yes. Like I said, he's what born in Eureka, lives in Columbia. You know, I've been to both. I love me some Six Flags. I love me some some Mizzou. Um, Mizzou is fine, and I care very little about Six Flags, but it's okay. When I say I love me some Mizzou, that was actually a lie. Um, but I've just been to Columbia. <laughs> Columbia's nice. I like Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's hard know, to beat a good college there. town. People love it. So. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm, am I excited about Clayton now that they have shown him sit on the couch and he's read the insult after insult about him. And, um, I've seen his crazy, uh, previews. Am I excited about him? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I am only interested in the line where he says, I was intimate with both of you. That's the only <laughs> that's thing that I'm excited you. about. Nailed it. Like, that's that's the one. Like, because I, I sat there and I watched it and I was like, ugh, whatever. But then the minute he said that, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. And the real question is, is this Fantasy Suites or is this, like, week four? I hope, fingers crossed, it is, like, it is, like, night one. <laughs> <laughs> If this is if this is before Fantasy Suites, then I am in like Flynn. Yeah, like man, like yeah. okay, all right, you do you, Clayton. All right, uh, we're gonna quickly roll through some news and notes. News and notes. News and notes. Uh, first news and note: uh, Astrid and Kevin, the wins. Uh, we talked a couple weeks ago about how they had their baby. That unfortunately, that baby got COVID, spent about a week or so in the hospital, but that baby is now home. I don't understand. Like, how, how did a baby get COVID so soon? I don't know, but we're glad oh, that they are okay. Yeah. Uh, you you had a news and note that was less fun, less funny than one than my last one. So, what was that one that you had about? The one about Greg. Yeah. Yeah, so Greg just talked about, um, let me find it real quick. Greg Grippo, basically, it was just like after the after he left the show, he was um, trying to reach out to the producers because it was really hard to, to leave, and he wanted to talk to Katie. You know, it was hard for him to kind of separate from it. And he just felt like it was really scripted when he left. He felt like Katie was, you know... Um, I guess for lack of a better word, holding out on him, you know, um, 
But yeah, it wasn't really. Now that I tell the story, I don't know why it was a headline in, in Us Weekly. I, really I don't know why it was either, but I want to give you a chance <laughs> to say it because you seemed interested. Uh, I was, and then the more I talked about it, the more I was like, nah. Uh, two more quick things. Uh, Katie and John did a Instagram Live where she yes. says that she regrets doing the 12 Days of Messy. She was trying to do a fun thing to introduce us to John. And she did not think about all the consequences of it. And then she says that she felt she was frustrated and irritated that we thought that John was friend zoned. John says he thought it was hilarious. And she said, you can think it's hilarious. I hated it. I'm like, you only hate it because you, I don't know why. I really don't know why you hate it. Wait, she hated the fact that we thought that he was friend zoned? Yes. That there was was nothing romantic between them because he was... He was too friend zoned to be romantic with. But he should have been. Yes. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Beats me. And then uh, the last news, uh, I surprised you with this earlier, and I really regret telling you beforehand because I do love getting your honest reaction to things. Uh, Jed I actually Wyatt. I don't remember. Jed Wyatt, who we all know famously oh. got engaged to Hannah Brown. And then was caught having a girlfriend actively while he was on the show. Well, that said, ex ex girlfriend is now engaged to Hannah Brown's brother. Man. And oddly I enough, not. oddly enough, Hannah does not follow this girl on Instagram. That is so. It's so weird how the universe puts these things together. Um. Also, do you think it's awkward? I don't know, because I really don't know. Now that Hannah's full L.A. influencer, uh-huh. I really don't know how much how much she gets back. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but that girl's going to be her sister-in-law. Yeah, probably. So it's like Hannah was the new woman. This is the old woman. <laughs> Yes. This girl is like, he's cheating on me with Hannah on TV. And now this girl is like, I'm going to marry Hannah's brother. I don't know. It's crazy. Uh, is that, that's one hell of a long con. Whatever. <laughs> that's something. Whatever I don't know what is. it is, but it's something. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for another season of listening to us on podcasting for the right reasons. Please tell your friends about us. Listens have been stale, so please tell your friends that you have a great podcast that you listen to. And even if you don't think it's that great, lie to them. Lie to (laughs) them and tell um, them that we're great. The author, Glennon, whenever she's like, please, like, rate, review, and subscribe um, if you like us. And if you don't, that's fine. (laughs) That's our podcast. ends every week. If you didn't, that's fine. (laughs) And if you didn't like it? Please lie and give us five stars anyway. We're trying to we're trying to do this forever. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Right Reasons Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Podcasting for the Right Reasons. You can follow us on TikTok. I'm gonna I'm I'd say this like every month or so. That I'm gonna do better about putting clips up, but I'm gonna do better about putting clips up. Uh, 2020 is gonna be a new year. 2020 is gonna be a new year. You're gonna absolutely. see us so much more. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash podcasting for the right reasons. Four bucks a month, the cost of a grande frappuccino at Starbucks 
or a large drink. I was there the other day. Or a large drink at Dunkin' because Dunkin' has better value. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, I think Dunkin's the better Dunkin'. value. Worse food. I'm have to try them. Worse food, cheaper drinks. And that's okay with Really? I've, I've never gotten, I don't even think I've gotten a donut from Dunkin'. It's not worth it. We have good donuts here. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. Uh, so yeah, four bucks a month would really help us, you know, do some fun things for the show. Uh, what was I going to say next? I was going to say join the Rose League. Uh, yeah, the Rose, Rose League. League. The Rose League, honestly, after hometowns, super boring. But yeah. the beginning of the season, a lot of fun with a lot more parody. So join us starting for January 3rd on Clayton season. Make sure that you have your picks in for that on January 3rd at the minute before whenever your show starts. So ours starts at 7 p.m. Central Time. So you need to have yours in by 6.59 Central Time on the 3rd. Make sure that you are raring to go for Clayton's season as we watch Milk Toast try to find a woman. <laughs> so that was an insult I was not prepared for, and I loved it. I know. I just <laughs> just threw that in at the last minute. <laughs> oh man, oh man, it's gonna be so boring. It'll be great. I'm ready for it. No, I think he's gonna. I think these women are gonna tear him apart. Oh, that yeah, that'll be the most interesting thing. I think he'll try to hold it together in his like sweetness. And then, then he'll be like, oh, bleh, you know, like, you, you know, like those infomercials that like mm-hmm. they're like bungling everything. And then it's like, freeze frame. Are you having trouble with sleeping with multiple women? <laughs> Not again. <laughs> right. Uh, so that will be starting January 3rd. Uh, like I said, thank you guys again for listening for another season. Uh, tell your friends about us, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, and until January 5th or so, we will talk to you all later. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Bye, everybody. Bye.